0: We all get tired of playing whack-a-mole with process-related problems. We fix a problem, and then weeks or months later, it pops back up as if we'd never addressed it at all. Today I'm gonna talk about two of the most impactful things we can do to stop this pattern. Running a service business can be hard. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So procedures is a big topic for everyone. Anyone who's read a book published after, I don't know, 1990 has been told that getting procedures in place is one of the most important and beneficial things we can do. And I totally agree with that. I regularly hear people say things like, I need to get my procedures documented. This is a conversation that I have dozens of times a month probably. Uh, this could be with clients, with potential clients, uh, just business owners I bump into or we talking about their day and like what's going on in their world and and problems that they're experiencing. Getting my procedures documented is a phrase I hear regularly. But I think sometimes there's a critical piece missing here though. The, the documentation is is talked about as if the documentation itself is the goal. But the documentation is not the goal. The goal is to get everyone to do the same thing the same way every time. The goal is to have a playbook for consistent training. Those are, are some of the goals. There's more, but there's some, those are some of the goals. And, and the, the documenting of procedures and getting processes dialed in is a tool to accomplish those goals. But what I don't don't ever hear people say is I need to get my team to understand the outcomes we're aiming for and to consistently do the thing we're doing the same way each time we do it. And to do that, I need to get my procedures dialed in. That thought process and that, that description of what we're aiming for is not one I regularly hear. I just hear people talk about, I need to get my procedures dialed in or I need to get my procedures documented. Again, as if this kind of checking the box of getting the procedures done in and of itself, is what improves performance and consistency. And it's just not. The, the, the procedures are a tool for that longer, that bigger that bigger objective we're aiming for. So the first thing I would recommend, you know, there's two things we're going to talk about today. The first thing I'd recommend is, is remembering the what that we are ultimately trying to accomplish, which is getting everyone to do the same thing every time, the same way, because they know the objective, because they can recognize when that objective is achieved, and they know the steps to go from their starting point to the objective. The goal is not to get procedures written. Getting everyone to do the same thing the same way each time also requires they collectively understand and agree upon what is to be done, how is to be done, why it matters, when it has to be done, and by whom. These are, these are some of the, 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 the basic essential elements of a procedure. And there's there, some of the things that are are dismissed or not really talked about much at all. Honestly, um, we when people go through the, the 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 process of documenting procedures, these are often some of the, the things that are are most likely assumed that people know, and that is exactly what the point of a procedure is: is to get rid of those assumptions. One thing I want to I want to touch on here is is. When I talk about having all of our employees understand and agree upon the same way we do things, I don't mean agree upon as in they like it. Every job has things that we don't like. This is not a consensus of enjoyable activities. What I am saying, though, is they, they know what is required and they've agreed to do it this way. That does not mean we like it. There's tons of things as a business owner and a manager and a frontline employee early in my career that I did that I didn't like. This is not a, a, a contest or a voting mechanism. This is not, when I say that they agree with it, I don't mean that they agree like they like it. That's just a point I want to make. It does mean that they've agreed to do it this way. And that verbal confirmation that I've agreed to do this thing this way is one of the most critical things that we need and what, what procedures help accomplish. So it we also can't just assume that they know and agree with things. They have not told us they know and agree with. This is one of the fundamental problems business owners and leaders have in training and educating our teams. <clears throat> there, there's kind of a, um, a metric, I think, that happens, which is a, a, an unconscious calculation that I, I feel, I don't know if I could really um, measure this, but it feels to me like the calculation that happens is, what's the minimum amount of training I can do for the maximum amount of performance? What's the best I can get our team to perform while investing the least amount in training? And that calculation, I think, is what immediately gets people off on the wrong foot. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that would work long term. And I see people who are trying that approach. And nobody's ever really said it to me that way. It's just kind of my interpretation of what I'm what I'm seeing and hearing, and witnessing. Um, but that calculation in my opinion, is what leads to this kind of whack-a-mole thing where we have these problems over and over and over again. Part of this, part of this um, cycle is we're going to do the least amount of training I can do right now to get the most performance I can. So what that, what that looks like in practical real life is I'm going to try to train something in five minutes. That really is a two-hour conversation. I'm going to try to train something in 15 minutes that might take us a half a day to sit down and pencil out how we do that. And I'm going to kind of get into that here in a second, but, or, you know, Hey, we had a problem with this last week and I, I'm going to squeeze this in, in two minutes. I'm going to do a reminder for my group on our weekly or monthly training that here's how we we're supposed to do this. And we screwed it up last week. So let's not do that again. And this kind of reactive rushed training style, I think is part of what creates a problem. Now that's not really what we're talking about today, but it kind of goes hand in hand. We, we, We do our training or or whatever in our, in our meetings like this, we rush in the meeting. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to squeeze this topic in. We're going to carve out two minutes to take care of this really, really important thing. We tell our super important. We got to get this right, but I'm not really invested. I'm not, um, it's not so important that we get it right. that I'm going to invest more than two minutes to, to explain this. No, no, no. It's not that important. It's just important that we all get it right. And it shouldn't be a, a thing I have to worry about a whole lot. The minimum amount of training for the maximum performance and the level we're relying on there. Is often fear. You know, we're relying on people being fearful of looking stupid for doing it wrong or fear of disappointing the boss or whatever. We rely on that fear rather than investing in training. And I think that's one of the fundamental things that that is leads to this kind of whack-a-mole thing. yeah, again, I'm kind of getting on, on a tangent here. That's not really the topic we're talking about today, but it, it all goes hand in hand. So what I see and, and I experience this in in real life as an employee. As an entry-level employee, as a more seasoned employee, as an early supervisor, and then a manager, and then the person running the training, this is what it looks like. We, we rush in. We explain things as fast as we possibly can. Everybody nods and smiles at the appropriate time. We ask. Everybody understand? And they nod and smile. Yeah, everything's good. Anybody have any questions? Nope. There's either silence or shaking of the heads while the, while the donuts are eat, being eaten. And we move on as if that's some kind of evidence to prove that they buy in and that they understand and are committed to participating as we've described it. We call that training and then we get pissed later on when it doesn't work. So the second most impactful thing we can do is to go through the process step by step. We go through the procedure. The the thing we either want consistency with or we're failing at, we have to go through it step by step. And this is one of the, and, and, and not in a hurry. Like, we have to go through this thing and take the time. If you have 40 people, it takes time to figure out if 40 people are all on board with this. It takes time to figure out if 40 people all believe, yes, this is the right way we do it, or this is the way we, in fact, do it. You can't can't do that with 40 people in five minutes. It's just not possible. So we got to go through the process step by step, asking the team, not in a hurry, how do we do this thing? And this is one of the biggest reasons procedures work is because when a team gets together to document the steps of a procedure, we often learn where there's disagreement on the quote unquote right way to do something or the quote unquote, the way we do this thing. I can't tell you how many times after, after months of struggle, I would walk in, let's just say I'd walk into like a, a dispatch department and we were just dropping the ball and dropping the ball and dropping. It. And I just, I would just put everything else aside and just go in there and I'd sit down and over the course of a few hours while the phones are ringing and people are doing their thing and whatever, we're still, we're still operating. But I would just carve out a few hours and go sit in the middle of the dispatch office and say, and ask questions. Like, how do we do this? I wouldn't tell them because me telling them has not worked. Like if, if if me telling them, then I wouldn't be in this situation. If that was the solution, I would walk in and just sit down and say, explain to me how we do this. And if there's five people there, I would ask and see, do all people, five people agree with this? Is this how we do it? Or is this the quote unquote right way to do something? And I can't even tell you how many times I'd find on step seven of 12 or step three of 22 or or step three of five or whatever. Inevitably, somebody would go, wait a second, I I thought we did this other way. Aha. And that is where the benefit of the procedure is oftentimes is just getting folks to agree on here's how we do it. Maybe they forgot we changed it. Maybe somebody went on vacation we made a change and didn't and didn't know. like who who knows that? like who know and who cares? honestly the The point of the procedure is to get everyone on the same page and we can't get everyone on the same page if we just write a procedure real quick and go in and throw it and explain it in five minutes, and then rush out the door and tell people, make sure you get it right. No questions, okay, good, we're good. Let's go. That is not that is not the 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 tool is not beneficial in that circumstance. The tool is beneficial when we walk in and we ask people, Again, not telling, asking, how do we do this, right? How most people tr- train, again, is explain, they check the box and adjourn as quickly as possible. I get credit for training. So if there's a problem, it's not my fault. I, we, I explain it to everybody. It's not my, it's not my deal. I, I, why aren't they getting it? <laughs> but there's no way to tell if they got it or not. There's no way to tell if they think they got it, but really don't. There's no way to tell if, if they know there's a reason why the way I just explained it won't work. And they're just like, Shining me on, like there's no way to know if if they even know how to do what I just explained. So telling people not finding out where they get it and where they don't get it is often what leads to having the broken process or process that's not followed over and over and over. So we have to just sit down and ask questions. Like we have to pull the team together and commit some time to this. And I'm not saying we have to spend a month doing this, but I would argue if you spent two hours or four hours or even more if it's a complicated process investing in getting people to understand how we do it and all agreeing on doing it the right way and learning it, they actually know how to do it the right way. It that's, that's where progress is made because that those hours we invest a few hours now, and then we don't have to invest more hours solving the problem later or re-explaining it or frustration employees leaving because there's, there's anxiety and tension in, in the department they're in. And there's a number of things that, that, that lead to, or are led to by skipping this, this step I'm talking about, which is asking questions, sitting down with the team and asking basic questions. Like the first one is, does it even matter if we all do this the same way? Like if I asked the team, like, do, do you think it matters if we all do this the same way? And I'm not listening for their answers because of course they're, they're programmed like robots to say yes. In some cases I'm looking at their body language. Do they really believe it matters or or are they just saying yes because that's what they're supposed to say in this circumstance and moving on and doing what they they want to do? Like, good luck getting consistency if we don't even agree upon it's important to all do this the same way. If we don't even have agreement on that, like nothing else I would say after that would matter. So these are the kinds of basic questions I want to um, get to in the beginning or if we're struggling and we need some improvement. Do we think the way we're doing this is working? If somebody is saying yes, What's the point of me telling them to do it a different way? Or how would you describe our success rate with this This is a question I would often ask is, you know, you tell me like how often you think this, the way we're doing things is successful or the, the way that we're going about it now, how often is it leading to success? I'm not, I'm not implanting notions into them to repeat back to me. I honestly want to hear what they think. If this is what they think is working, if this, if this works in their mind, then the conversation I've got to have is explaining why this isn't working, not how to fix a problem that they don't even believe exists. Another question I would ask is, does anyone have an opinion on how well this process is being followed? And <laughs> when I've asked that question, I've gotten answers like, we, stopped, we all knew we started following this thing like two years ago. What are you talking about? We all knew we didn't do this this way anymore. I, I literally have had that conversation where people, when I've asked. Does anyone have an opinion on how well this process is being followed? And I've had people say, we knew we stopped doing this two years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> which for me was, well, it was educational. Let's put it that way. Uh, so then once we've established, like, do we need consistency? Or do we need improvement? N- neither of which, there's a point moving on from if we haven't established that. Then we can get to, like, how do we do this thing? And I want to ask. I don't want to tell. I, don't, I This the, the critical thing that I hope people understand is, it does zero good for me to explain something because I can't confirm if they get it, if they know how to do it, if they believe in it, if they understand why it matters. And if I can't have confirmation of those things, this is all a massive waste of time. The point of, of training and education and processes is to get people to agree and commit to doing things a certain way. That is not possible if I'm doing all the talking and I say, here's how we do it. And then we do this. And then we do this. And then we do this. Any questions? No. Okay, good. But, uh, <laughs> How could I how could I even assess if they're on board with things? How can I even assess if they know how to do this thing, if they believe in it, if they're going to even commit to doing it? Like it's 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 a waste of time. So when it gets time to, the, you know, the actual step-by-step done, I'm gonna ask questions like, okay, how do we do this thing? And why do we do it this way with the answer? Like whatever their, whatever their answer is, what's the first step? Okay, the first step is this. Okay, why why do we do it that way? Why don't we do it a different way? Why don't we do it the other step? If they don't, if they can't answer those questions, then I know where the problem is. And then what do we do after that? And why does that matter? And then what? And then and why does that matter? And again, just, it sounds repetitive, and it is, but when we go through the process with, let's say you have five people in your department on something that's not getting done properly, as you go through, you'll hear people go, well, I thought we do it this way. Wait a second, hold, hold on, because I'm going to ask questions like, does someone, uh, uh, does anyone have a different way? Or does anyone have a different answer for how we do this? So if there's five people in the room, and I say how we do this, and, and Beth answers then I might say, okay, Maria, do you have a different way we do this? Or, or Sandy, do you have a different way we do this? Does everyone agree this is the way we do this? And does any, can he, you know, if one person tells me how, how we do this, okay, then I'll ask a different person. Why does it matter we do it that way? These are the kinds of things that we need to understand or our team needs to understand if we want to have consistent performance. So does anyone have a different answer for how we do this? Or do we all agree this is the next step? Like those are the kinds of things I want to ask. And I need to hear them say it, and I need to see their body language agreeing with the statements they've they've made for me to truly have confidence they get it. So if they're just saying yes, checking the box, they're supposed to say yes when the boss asks a question, but I can see their body language is disengaged, or I, I can just tell I don't think they're being honest, or they're just, again, going through the motions, I have to stop. I have to stop, and maybe I have to come back a different time, or maybe I have to, maybe I chose a, this is not the kind of topic we can have while they're working on other things, or... Maybe there's some tension going on that who knows what's going on, but I I have to have confidence and, and confirmation that they understand it, they buy in, they're willing to participate and they're agreeing that this is how we're going to do it. Me just scripting out procedures and dropping them in people's laps does not accomplish that. Me just scripting out procedures and putting them in a book somewhere or on some kind of virtual kind of notepad or whatever does not accomplish these things. Much of the benefit of creating procedures is getting all the people together and agreeing and describing how we do things. I would argue that is over 50% of the benefit of having procedures. Now, there's a huge benefit in training. I'm not dismissing that. So I'm not saying it's 90% of it, but well over 50%, in my opinion, is just getting people to agree upon doing the the same thing the same way every time and learning where those little discrepancies are. Wait a second. I thought we did it this way. No, 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 no. We can't do it that way because of X, Y, Z. Those things come out and it's so awesome when they do. This is the benefit of going through this process. We can't do that. We squeeze in a three-minute lecture on how we do something and then ask questions at the end when nobody answers questions. Everybody got it? Yeah, yeah, we got it. We're good. And we move on. And then we have the same problem six weeks later or six months later. And we're we're befuddled as to why this happens. This is why it happens in, in many, many cases. Um, more on that in a minute. First, let me remind you to follow my Facebook page, my business Facebook page to get notified when I release new podcast episodes and also the video shorts that are coming out a couple of times a week. All you have to do is go to facebook.com slash service industry success, or you can just type in service industry success in the search bar and it pops right up. My business page is there. There's also a Facebook group you'll learn about once you get there. But, uh, if you haven't followed the Facebook business page, by all means do that. At least you'll get notified when these kinds of things come out. So Um, back to our topic. So remember the goals here. The goal is not to get procedures written. The goal is to get consistent high-level performance. The goal is to get people to do the same thing the same way every time, which requires developing a true understanding, which then requires us going through the process step-by-step. So where people, um, where the people, we go through it step-by-step where the people who will be doing the work explain what each step is and why each step matters. So again, the first thing I said, there's two things here. The first thing is understanding that getting procedures written is not a goal. It's a tool. The procedures are a tool to reach the goal of consistent high-level performance, doing the same thing the same way every single time. That's the first thing. The second thing is over 50% of the value, in my opinion, of having procedures written and established is this process of getting people to walk through step-by-step, here's how we do things, and learning Where they get it and addressing where they don't. Again, the the first example is the first question I asked. If if we're not having a problem with this, we just want consistent performance. Do you think consistent performance is important? Sometimes they're going to say yes because it's obvious, but sometimes they're like, no, like who cares if we do this? Like I can do it this way, and Sally can do it that way. What's the big deal? If that is the case, that's the conversation I got to have. I going over steps fourteen through twenty two is utterly meaningless. If they don't even agree that the consistency matters, or if we're having a problem with this and I say, how would you describe how successful we are at this? And people go, yeah, I think we're doing a reasonably good job. Okay. Well, me explaining some improvement we're going to make is an utter waste of time. If they think we're doing a reasonably good job. So this is the benefit. And we try to short circuit it and, 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 you know, a life hack or a business hack, and we're going to squeeze in this, this topic in three minutes Skipping all the benefit and then having the expectation that we get a high performance. And I'm just here to tell you, I don't believe that that works. So um, that's how I do it. I go through each step of the process. I ask questions. Uh, My rule is like 80, 20, at least 80% of the time I'm listening. I want to ask a question and I want to shut up and listen because my whole purpose here is diagnosing where they get it and where they don't. My purpose here is not to explain. They should know. and If they don't know, I need to figure out where they don't know. Right. And I don't mean they should know as if they should be born knowing this, but I should have done a reasonably good job training them on how to do this thing. So it it should be something that they have the right answers to. And if they don't have the right answers to, then I'm diagnosing where they don't have the right answers. So I want to verify where they get it where there might be confusion. I want to verify where they get it where they where they just don't agree. Like, hey, I think we're doing a pretty good job at this. It's a great, great example of where maybe they don't agree. Uh, and if we don't are not all in agreement about how to do something, I want to find out. Is this how we all think we do it? And If they're saying yes, and, and but I can tell that they're not buying in. I need to identify that. So, don't forget to go to my Facebook page uh, to get notified when I release new podcast episodes. And again, those video shorts I've been putting out for a few months now. I'm excited about those. Similar topics what we talk about here, just in a video form, and they're much shorter. Uh, some are 45 seconds, some are a few minutes. Uh, but um, you know, you can get to, you can get that stuff if you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com/serviceindustrysuccess, or just type in service industry success in the search bar. Other than that, hey, if you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe. Um, you know, I really, really appreciate everything you guys have done, like great um, uh, reviews and and five-star ratings. This is how we grow this thing is to subscribe, share, and review uh, ratings, reviews, like those those are the ways we grow this stuff. Uh, if you subscribe, you know, it it bumps up the, the metrics for the podcast players and they're more likely to show it to people. Also, when you share it, you never know how you can make a business, business owner's life easier by just sharing this send it to them on a the text or, or an email or you know whatever is easy for you um but yeah, if thank you for those who've done it if you haven't had a chance yet please at least subscribe so you get you get notification when the new episodes come out and uh, share it with a friend or colleague so that's it for this week and i'll see you all next week